I know self-publishing is not for everyone. Nothing is. But if you've considered self-publishing for even a minute, listen up, because I'm betting I know what's holding you back from exploring it further or getting started. Number one, you think the self-publishing process is a lot harder than it actually is. And number two, you're understandably afraid of doing it, air quote, wrong. So I've created a new free resource for you. It's called the Self-Publishing Starter Kit, and you can get instant access to it by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash self-publishing 101. In this free training, you'll discover the exact four steps to focus on and mistakes to avoid so you can publish an incredible book that's indistinguishable in quality from a New York Times bestseller without overthinking, overguessing, or overspending in areas that won't make a difference. Again, visit publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash self-publishing 101 to get instant access. Welcome to Write the Damn Book Already. I'm Elizabeth Lyons, and I teach you how to write and publish powerful, thought-provoking nonfiction and memoir without overcomplicating it, overthinking it, or having to go off into no man's land for three months. Listen in each week to learn more and get your hands on all my great free book writing resources at elizabethlyons.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Write the Damn Book Already. I'm going to go a little off book today, or at least it may feel like that. I didn't even mean for that pun, but there it is anyway. And I want to talk about money. And believe it or not, this does relate to your book. So one of the things that I have found myself feeling a little bit I guess I guess disappointed by or just curious about let's let's say that let's keep it neutral. I've been feeling a little bit curious about the fact lately that it feels like and maybe it's just the space I'm in. But it feels like within the coaching environment cuz obviously I'm a coach. There's a lot of discussion around the financial wins of clients and There are a lot of coaching programs that have non-financial results, obviously, right? When you join a, when you work with a fitness instructor and you get healthier, there is not a direct financial result of doing that. When you work with someone to eliminate sugar from your diet, there is not a direct financial result result from that. The when you work to just get more connected to your spirituality and more centered in yourself, there is not a direct financial result of that. And so I find it interesting that over the last couple of months anyway, I found myself watching people get really 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 excited about and I understand this by the way. And to be clear and to preface this, I love money. Love money. Value money, appreciate money. I'm all about it. Um, and I understand and respect and agree, like it's a part of, it's just a part of life and so are bills. So, but when coaches are talking so much about their clients' wins, one thing that I've seen missing from that is 
the non-monetary wins. And I was first alerted to this. Well, I wasn't first alerted because, like I said, I've been thinking about this for a while. But I saw a post this morning on Instagram by my friend Kate Conklin. Kate works with performers. She is a performer herself, and she is a performance coach, and she is excellent at what she does. And she charges four and five figures to work with her, whether in a container, a small group container, or privately, to increase your skills as a performer. And much beyond that, I don't know exactly what I know she's a phenomenal singer and she works with performers who have gotten spots in Cirque du Soleil and who want to go off and perform in different, um, I don't know, different shows as a singer or whatever it is. And so their results may indirectly be financial in that if they can boost their confidence and their skills in a particular area, then they go and they get the job that they've been desiring and that job gives them in exchange uh, you know, money. However, what she was posting about her client wins had nothing to do with money because that's not a direct result of working with her. So she was listing out all of the ways that her clients have made incredible moves in their growth that she's so proud to be a part of. And they were things like, as I just said, you know, one of her clients got their dream role in a Cirque du Soleil performance. One of her clients got a role that they were really, really wanting, a singing role in a, in a particular singing thing. I don't, I don't know if it was a play. I'm not, I wasn't entirely clear on what it was. But I thought I was really struck and in a very inspired way by this post. And it sort of validated for me the fact that we forget and and why we forget to acknowledge and to celebrate these small wins. And why do we even call them small wins at all? Why isn't every win that we experience just that? It's a win. Why do we categorize them as, well, it's just a little win or, oh my God, huge win. I just signed a $60,000 client. Why do we do that? And why do we diminish the wins that actually lead us to the $60,000 client? If you're operating in a space of scarcity or limit, limiting beliefs or limits of any sort, it is going to be more and more challenging to acquire or even attract the $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 client, if that's even your goal, if that's even your goal. So part of it comes down to recognizing that not everyone's definition of success, financially or otherwise, is the same. And the other part of it is recognizing that there are steps on the way to those particular wins that have everybody clamoring to get in on the deal that are as important, if not more important, than that ultimate major signed client. As someone who has participated in coaching containers for the last, I don't know, eight years, I can say unequivocally that my biggest wins to come out of those containers are not financial. And to be very clear, so that no one mistakes that for me saying I haven't had big financial wins, I've also had the biggest financial wins of my career within those spaces while I was in those containers or within maybe six months thereafter. 
And the reason for it is because I did the work and I saw the small, I, I noticed and appreciated the small wins. So if when I started working with a coach maybe eight years ago and you said the word meditation to me, my eyes rolled so far back into my head, it was almost unprecedented because I was like, I cannot do that. Now, fast forward eight years, I can do it for 30 minutes. Does my mind still wander? Absolutely. But to be able to go from no minutes to 30 minutes and not stop myself or cut myself off or you know beat myself up for the fact that I just thought about a giraffe, even though I'm supposed to be thinking about nothing, like that's a win. And it's through that level of growth that I was able to attain the what we would consider the bigger wins. And by the way, if you sign a $30,000 or an $8,000 or a $100,000 client and you go out on social media and you say, oh my God, biggest win ever, I just signed this, and then that client is so misaligned that you need your own $100,000 therapist to allow you to even survive it. Was it really that big of a win? I, I'm go- I don't think so. When it comes to book writing, no, very few people who are operating in integrity will say that the majority of people make a lot of money off book sales. It's just not where the money is. Yes, there are the J.K. Rowlings and the Glennon Doyles and, you know, and the Elizabeth Gilberts who have worked their way to that. They've proven their market, they've proven their audience, and now they get these huge deals, and rightfully so. Even they, if they chose, could probably make significantly more money than they made off book sales through speaking or courses or consulting, if they so chose. So Mel Robbins, who wrote The Five Second Rule, is now the highest paid female in the speaking circuit, on the speaking circuit. It's reported that she earned $75,000 for a 45-minute Again, reported. I don't have that as confirmed, but it's been reported in multiple places. I don't think, you know, for 45 minutes, I don't think that she's selling $75,000 worth of books or certainly didn't in week one when the book was released. When you write a book where the money comes is in the growth that has to happen in order to not only get clarity on your message, But the confidence to put that message into the world and keep on sharing it, even when you feel like no one is listening. For me, I am far, far less impressed by people's monetary wins than I am by who they had to become in order to have those wins. Because all money does is amplify who you already were. So if you are already an asshole Having more money will only make you more of an asshole. If you are already a grounded, giving, compassionate, kind, loving, open-minded person, having more money will only make you more of that. And I firmly believe that the rise in the bank account that everyone is so greatly wanting, and I'm not excluded from that, is inevitable. It's inevitable if you decide that you are going to stay committed to whatever it is that you've committed yourself to. So when you join the coaching program, even if it has nothing to do with writing a book, when you join the program about 
quitting sugar or joining the gym, you know, getting your fitness on track or getting your messaging straight or getting your spirituality online. When you join that program and you don't focus so much on, is this going to be worth it? I just invested 15K. Am I going to make the 15K back in eight weeks? When you're not focused on that and you're focused on doing the work, and I say this as someone who's been there and done the work within the containers and also sometimes not done the work within the containers. And there's the result of that too. Either way, the result is often the same, which is at the, on the last day of the container, unless you're teaching me how to make money. Now, if you're teaching me how to make money, then I want you to show me <laughs> that you know your clients have consistent money-making results. If that's because that's a, just an alignment thing. But if you're teaching me how to become a better coach, how to become a better parent, how to become better with the food that I put in my body, how to write a book, like whatever it is, then that's the goal that I'm focused on, knowing that the indirect result, the byproduct of me growing me in whatever way I need to grow me to do that thing. Because if I could do that thing without you as my coach, I wouldn't hire you as my coach. So I have no choice but to grow while working with a coach if I actually want the result that I'm buying when I invest in a coaching program. But there's never a guarantee that on the last day or the two weeks in or the three weeks after, the the monetary result is going to show up. Yet, that monetary result is inevitable. It's the inevitable byproduct of you doing the work that you need to do to get yourself to a place where you're in alignment with that energy. So for people who hire a fitness coach... Being in better shape automatically gives you more energy, in many cases, more confidence. And with both of those things, you, you show up differently in the world. Whether you leave your house or just go live, whatever it is, you show up differently. That energy carries you. It, you are carried differently. And it attracts the people to you who then want to work with you or want to know you or want to learn from you. If you are working on getting your messaging straight, just getting more clear about what you do and why you do it and how you do it differently from other people instills in you a new level of confidence that allows you to go out there and do things differently, present yourself differently, be bigger, shine brighter. And just by doing that, by being visible in that way, you automatically attract new things to you. You have to surrender Your idea of, well, when is this going to, when is it going to, when am I going to have proof that I'm, that it's good enough, that I'm good enough? You have to surrender that, but I promise it's inevitable once you can surrender the timeline. So share the big wins, share the money wins. I'm here for it. To be clear, I'm here for it. I'm also here. And the reason I'm here for it is because I know what it's a result of, which is why I say the money wins themselves don't impress me. It's because I know, and I, well, I know you had to become someone different in order to, to achieve that. And I, that's what I want to know about. That's what I'm curious about. But share the little stuff too. It's a win if you meditate for 10.65 seconds and you've not been able to do that before. It's a win if you woke up this morning and didn't feel like working out, but did it anyway. 
It's a win if you have a $10,000 client bail on you after, you know, saying I'm sending payment today and then they text you later that night and say, you know what, I changed my mind and you don't lose your mind. That's a win. If you're able to keep yourself calm in the face of being challenged by a client, friend, parent, partner, a stranger at the grocery store, that's a win. That's the gro- that's growth. That's all a measure of growth. And it's as important, if not more so, than, oh my God, I just got this huge influx of cash. So I just encourage you today to celebrate that about yourself. Celebrate those moments. Catch yourself when you're saying, it's just a little win. It's just, it's just a small thing and it's not financial. I hear that so much. Oh, I have a little win today. It's not money, but... Why is that any less than? Why are we dismissing that? Some days I win because I showered and I dried my hair with a hair dryer. Like that's my win for the day. And because I did that, I feel more comfortable going live. So I do and I have a different energy about myself. And then maybe someone reaches out to me later that day or later that week or later that month. Who knows? But the energy carries differently. So... That's my encouragement to you today. It may have felt a little off track, but it's not. Because when it comes to writing a book, sometimes we get really caught up in like, well, what's the ROI in this? And oh my God, am I going to, you know, make back this? And you might and you might not. But what I can promise you is that who you will become in the process of writing a powerful, thought-provoking, heart-centered book that is intended to impact someone else is a person that will only continue to take you further and further and closer and closer to the person who you want to be and the person who ultimately is looking at the bank account and seeing the number that you want to see there. So let's spend more time celebrating those air quote, small wins and recognizing that those are really the big ones. All right. I will see you guys in the next episode.